Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving today. And I have a special guest on the program, Pastor Larry Saunders. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now now he's being funny right off the bat. Where uh, where are you a pastor at? It's in Jackson, Michigan. It's called Jackson Baptist Church. It's a little church on the hill on Detman Street. So how long you been there? I think six years now I'm going on, perhaps now. Where were you before that? Oh, let's see. About three or four or five years in between churches. I, I, I had not had a church, you know, in that span. So I was doing several different things. Mm-hmm. One of which I was a counselor for drug and alcohol rehab for six months. And I was a chaplain in a women's prison down in Ypsilanti for six months. And then I drove around the country in a, in a van for a guy for about a year all over the country. You know, didn't make any money, but I about broke even doing all that. But I had a great time, and and uh, you know, I did kept busy, but I didn't have a church since back uh, oh five years prior to this church. And then I've been in ministry now full time since 1981. So without those five years, for, except for those five years, I've been pastoring in one of two or three churches. So that's a long time to be in ministry. I've been in ministry since uh, 1989. So you and I are pretty close to the same age. It's so funny as pastors. We wind up doing several things in life, don't we? Yes, yes. You got to be, got to be agile. Got to be flexible, right? <laughs> flexible, yeah. So this is a great time to talk about Thanksgiving. You like Thanksgiving? Wonderful time, wonderful time of the year. Yes. I love the turkey and. The fixings and the gravy and the mashed potatoes. You like all that? I like, uh, I've kind of gone with the venison now lately. Oh, venison, huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Venison, backstraps, and mashed potatoes. And... Well, now we're making everybody hungry that's listening, but we didn't call you on this program today to, to talk about eating food, although I like to do that. Um, I hear in this season of your life, you have a lot to be thankful for, right? Yes, perhaps more than ever, I have this gratitude, you know, like never before, you know, flowing out of me, just to be alive. That's right, Gail. So share with me, um, what happened to you? Uh, what what did what did you go through recently? Just take your time to <clears throat> talk about that a little bit. Well, on the twenty first of October, the medical term for it is. Uh, cerebrovascular accident due to thrombosis of basilar artery. Like it was like my basilar artery had an occlusion, whatever that means, with cerebral infarction. Well, but, I have a conclusion. I don't know <laughs> what that means. But all that means, from a from a just my normal standpoint, layman's standpoint, is I had a stroke in the back of my head. It wow. was a blood clot in the back of the, you know, the, the brain stem of my, of my head, mostly like in my neck area back there somewhere. I have, I've had for about a decade, I guess, or more, a narrowing of my arteries back there. They were aware of it. The doctors had told me that, but nothing anyone can do about that, except I I was on uh, blood pressure and, and statin drugs and all that for, for a long time now. So what what happened that day? Where were we at when you had the stroke? 
What was that like? I got to the church about 11 o'clock in the morning on the 21st. I was going there to help a fellow member, a brother Eric, who was going to, I was going to be his assistant. He was going to hang these window treatments or window films in the windows for the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a, like a stained glass appearance with a cross in the middle of them. They were real pretty. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, and uh, we had just got purchased them, and I was looking forward to helping them because I, I really liked the idea of, of having those up, up there and letting the sun shine through them. So I walked in the church with a brand-new hot cup of coffee I just picked up from Johnny's there. Oh, in, sounds in, good. In Jackson. Cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I walked in the front door. I walked past the back foyer there. It was not a very big church, but I saw a little table where the ladies had put on there uh, a pumpkin, a little bit of a pumpkin there. And they had these little little bitty things you would write, a little pumpkin you'd write what you're thankful for on and put it in this bigger pumpkin. Did you put something in that pumpkin? Yeah, they were going to have a, like a, a get-together after church on the next day. And we were going to read all these. You know, you weren't supposed to put your so name. So what did you put in there? I uh, stopped and I, I wrote about eight or nine of them out. Really? Yeah, I couldn't quite just put one. So I, I remember I'm grateful for my wife, Beverly. Thankful for my children. I named all of them, you know. I got four. Named all three of my grandchildren. I said, I'm thankful for coffee as I was looking at yeah, my coffee. Yeah. I put, I'm thankful for uh, deer hunting because I had already been out deer hunting a couple times, bow hunting. And then I think I put on there, I'm thankful for Eric, who was right there. I could see him, and I, said, and I also could see our piano player. Her name is Peggy. She's a sweet lady up in her 80s. And uh, what, a, what a precious... Uh, Helper, she's been, but I, I wrote on there, thankful for Peggy. And uh, I think that's about all I could remember. But one thing I didn't put in there, not that I now, now I'm probably thankful for the most, and that was my health. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't we even take that of, for granted. I didn't so many think times. of that. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. And that can change in a second. It did, literally. So, what happened to you? What, where, what, what was you doing? Well, I took two steps or three steps drinking the coffee, walking down the aisle, down the center aisle, and I hadn't eaten anything that day. And I am a pre-diabetic, and I also am uh, always constantly trying to listen to my body, you know, that at my age. So I started noticing that I was getting a little dizzy while I was walking down the aisle. And that's happened in the past a few times. But the room was starting to spin, and uh, I had to kind of sit down. I had to sit down on the front pew. And in my mind, I was having what they call vertigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, vertigo. And that's what the uh, urgent care had told me up here in Hastings the first time this ever happened to me, that I had vertigo, a little bit. But it always passed within a minute or maybe five minutes at the most. But with that, if it doesn't stop, you get nauseous and it gets worse and worse. But I didn't know that until that day. It got worse and worse. And what what I thought would soon pass became an all-afternoon struggle for me. I was miserable. But I still didn't think stroke. Mm. I still had no thought it was a stroke. So everybody was trying to help me. So Peggy... 
she ran back to her apartment there and she got a, a blood pressure cuff and she took my blood pressure. She checked my blood sugar. Both were normal mm. or, you know, in a good range. So the only thing that was a little bit odd, I had broken out into a sweat, mm. really big sweat. And it was a rainy, chilly day, and I, that was unnormal, not normal. And I, I started chilling, so they put sweaters around me and trying to make me feel comfortable sitting there. If you can be comfortable in a pew, a hard <laughs> yeah, pew. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, unless it's padded, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I sat down there, and then I eventually laid down there trying to, trying to get this nausea out of, you know, I started getting nauseous. So they got me a garbage can, and I was hugging that, and I was not... I didn't, hadn't eaten anything, but I had a little bit of bile fluid that I would dry heave, Ugh. dry heaves, you know. Anyway, I thought this would only last a bit, about, you know, 15 minutes at the most, maybe. It turned into hour, then another hour. And the next thing I know, I, I had laid down, and I guess I must have slept a little bit. And I tried to stand up and walk at one point, and I... I couldn't walk. I started staggering around like a drunk person. So I sat down on the opposite pew, on the front pew in front of the pulpit. And uh, Eric, I looked around finally, and I could see he had already finished all the windows, you know. Oh. So that's how long I had been in there. And so anyway, everybody had left except for Eric, and he he was just about finished, maybe not quite, but almost. And he said to me, I'm going to go step out and get a bite to eat real quick because it's right in town. He said, I'll be right back. Will that be all right? You, will you be all right, he said. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll, I could talk, you see, at that time. I said, I'll be fine. I, I still believed this was not going to pass, and I hadn't thought of that word stroke at all. So even though somebody had told me or suggested you should go to the to the hospital, I knew, no. I'd be there all the rest of the day, and it would be a, you know. So that's, that's, that shows you I hadn't thought that serious about this. So anyway, um, he left. And no sooner than he left, Gail, I'm telling you, that's when this. You knew you were in trouble. I knew I was in trouble because something I can't ex- describe to you really, just it just came over me like it settled all over my body. It, it like, a, like a heated, like a glow, a feeling of warmth. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, at the same time, I'm immobile. My arm, like my leg. Next thing was that was my left side, and now my right side. And uh, noticed my leg spasming for a while, but uncontrollably. And uh, then I started to slouch in the seat. I couldn't couldn't quite hold myself up uh, to uh, stay, stay upright. And I uh, kept fighting that, try to stay upright because I knew, man, I'm, this is serious. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to stop uh, sitting up. So this went on and on, and I thought to myself, this is definitely a stroke. And uh, Eric, you got to get on, got to get back here quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I said, then I remember having one other thought. I looked up at this pulpit there and I said, well, Pastor Larry, you always said you might die in a pulpit. Now you're not going to die in the pulpit, but you're going to die in front of the pulpit, you know, right in front of it. 
I noticed then I was slouching down to the right and my I was drooling out of the side of my mouth and I was not being able to focus my eyesight and then the last thing that scared me that this really scared me I heard myself trying to breathe and it was a like a terrible oh that's not good you know and when I heard that I thought Eric, you got to get here now, man, because I'm, I'm about done. I, I almost said to myself, this is it. I'm going to give up here. But I was still sitting up when he got there. Thank the Lord he got there. He got there right he in got time, there. huh? Yes, and uh, he took one look at me, and he said, I'm going to call the, I'm gonna call 911, okay? And I, all I could do was muster a, a thumbs up. Well, at least you could do that. <laughs> And I said, thumbs up, and, uh, you know, I don't know how long it took, but they got there, and they, I was like dead weight, and they threw me up on the gurney, and I know I must have scared him, you know. But I, I got out of that church by those help of those people, and they were not worried about how, if they hurt me or not. They threw They're going to get you to the hospital. Yeah, it was a, it was a matter of... Uh, Are you saying the ambulance ride was soft? <laughs> they, they pretty well just manhandled me in there. Yep. And as soon as I got in there, they started ripping my clothes, or cutting my clothes off. And and uh, one guy had pressing on my carotid arteries, you know, and it really hurt. But I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And I remember laying there thinking, this is it. This is it. That's all. But I wasn't, I wasn't panicked in my soul, Gail. I was my body was a little bit resistant at all this pain that they were inflicting to try to keep me alive because to to help you they got to hurt you but uh another quick mini miracle on this was Eric came running out there right as they were ready to leave and slam the door and he he had my phone in, oh. in, in his hand and he said I'm locked out can you can you give me the code and I couldn't talk of course but I I somehow, with my hand, made a zero and a zero, and a, I won't tell you that digit. Okay, because then, then another. <laughs> then I then I gave him a signal five. I saw the digit. Ah, <laughs> uh, you get have to change yeah. the phone code. <laughs> <laughs> but he he said, "Got it. I got I got, was able to get that code to him in time, and that's what how he contacted all my loved ones. Wow, wow. And they were they were all over the country, and I was an hour away from my wife at that point." But thank God he got a hold of them. And anyway, that began the, the whole episode. Because this was a serious stroke, wasn't it? It was very serious. And I came very near death. In fact, the doctors and the nurses were all amazed that I did come back and that I was discharged just two, three days later. I think it was on Tuesday. I went in on Saturday to the U of M. They they tr transported me by another ambulance, and I was discharged on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon from U of M, with no restrictions. Wow, that's a miracle! And, and that's for God's glory only. God did this. There's no doubt in my mind. So you got to really be thankful on Thanksgiving, right? Absolutely, for not only Thanksgiving but. For the rest of my for the rest of my days, you know, I am gonna praise God. I told my friend uh, 
with a little humor, I become a Bapticostal. Oh, I like that Every opportunity I get, I give give God praise. And and one of the things, one reason I know it's a miracle that this was God that did it. Only he could do it. The doctors couldn't do it. The medicine, they all helped to save my life. The ambulance, everybody helped me. The first responders, everybody. But it was only God who brought me back because they had already told my family, my wife, and all my kids and everyone, family and friends that were there, that uh, don't expect much. They're, this type of stroke, they said, uh, you know, just here's the three options they gave them. Death, vegetative state, or number three, you'll be convalescent care the rest of your life. So they didn't know about the fourth option. They didn't mention the fourth option. You know, and that 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 brings me to remember. You know, in the Hebrew men, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, there was a fourth man. Amen. In the fire Amen, with them. Brother. So there was a fourth man in the fire with you. They didn't consider God is able, and yeah. he he did this. I'm, I guarantee you, he did it. I I want to tell you this part real quick before I know I could go on and on, but. I don't know how much time I have left, but well, we're, we're, um, uh, we've got a few more minutes okay. left. But what is it you want to share? I want Go to ahead. share this this part. I was had this horrible thing keeping me alive, keeping keeping me breathing. The ventilator. The, the ventilator, yeah. And when they took that out, and I was able to talk, I had I looked up and I couldn't really see. I could see people around, but I couldn't move my head, and I could only really look up and see Angel. She was my nurse. Angel. I like that. And she had a mask on, and all I could see was her eyes. And I, she asked me something, but I don't know what she asked me. But so, as soon as I could talk, she was holding on to my hands, and I said, this is the Holy Spirit in me that did this. And the Holy Spirit through me said, Angel, I was ready to be with Jesus. But if you're not ready... You won't have time to get ready. You need to be ready now. You need to get ready now. Well, will you give when it's people your time. a chance to get ready on this program? Will you, will you give people a chance to pray with you a minute? You can lead them in a prayer on the air about receiving Christ and getting ready. Can you do that? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I want to just say what I told Angel. I'm telling everyone who's listening that that if, if you could just realize, no matter who you are out there, no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus is only, he's the mere mention of his name away. If you will just say, Jesus, I believe in you, he, he will save you. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And... Uh, to do that means you put your faith in him. You trust him. You're calling out. And, you know, he's right there. He was with me. I was ready to meet him. But if you're not ready right now, if you were to die, if you were to have a stroke, are you ready to go to be with Jesus? Do you know him? Have you believed in him? There's only two groups of people out there. You're either a believer or you're not. You're an unbeliever. You say, well, I don't believe that, Pastor Larry. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said, and I'm closing with this verse. John 3, 36 said, He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, but 
He that believeth not the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Could you leave him in a prayer minute to receive What will you do with Jesus? Shall we pray? Lord, thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory for what you did. It's not just emotion now that I'm talking. I'm talking from gratitude from my heart. I've had that emotional experience, but it's not just that. It's an experience that it's a spiritual one. And I pray if there's anyone in any any hour of struggle out here listening, any struggle, and they need help and they need someone to rescue them from sin and turn their life around, Lord, would they just look up right now, see that holy angels are watching over them, protecting them up to now, that they're, they're here by the grace of God. And may they turn to the God who made them, created them, Jesus, and say, Jesus, I believe you went to the cross, you died on that cross, you shed your blood for me. You rose again to give me eternal life, and I accept you. I believe in you right now in your word. Save me. Amen. Amen. That's great, Pastor Larry. I'm really glad you gave people a chance because one of the things you said is that when the time comes, you don't have time. You don't. Boom, it's there. Yep, you don't. And it's all over. And you're in eternity. That's right. But now if you're breathing and listening to us on the radio or on podcast, you have a chance to get right with the Lord. So I want to pray before I close off this program. Lord, I I pray for those during during Thanksgiving and even Christmas coming up that are lonely, that don't have anyone. Lord, you said in your word that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother and that you want to be our friend even when it seems like we don't have any friends. So, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with each person listening today and ask that you would be with them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I want to say this. Maybe uh, you got plenty of food on your table, but maybe your neighbor doesn't. This would be a good time to share your food with people that are hurting, with people that are in need. Maybe you need to pick up the phone, call a mom or a dad, a grandpa or grandma you haven't talked in a while, and uh, don't wait to accept Christ. Today is the day of salvation. All you got to say is, Lord, come into my heart, be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins, and Jesus will be there for you. And may you take the time this Thanksgiving to not only accept Christ as your Savior, if you have it, but to write down all the things you're thankful for. May God richly bless each one of you. Have a good morning. One week after recording this program, Pastor Larry Saunders passed away and went home to be with Jesus. So this program is in loving memory of Pastor Larry Saunders, his wife Beverly, and their children. Our prayers are with you. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants located in Hastings, Michigan. At the Healing Center, we see children and adults at no cost. We do virtual and in-person sessions. We invite you to learn more about us by going to www.spiritualcareconsultants.com. 
We also value your feedback and would like to hear from you. You can email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. We would like to invite you and your family and friends to go and listen to the past programs by going to woodradio.com, then click on podcast, then look for Healing Begins and click on that. Thank you so much for being a faithful supporter. May God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Thank you for listening.